Does your broker tell you they're managing your retirement money on a daily basis? Really? So when they're on vacation, how does that work? Do they have computers doing their job for them? Is that reliable money management? Is it time you learned how to have reliable retirement income, keeping your principal, and protect your gains with a higher income strategy? That's why to tune in to the Total Financial Hour with host Eric Hallaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy, learn from Arab Halaby. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me. Appreciate you. Talking about your family's finances, of course, getting out of debt, managing your money. What about planning and retirement? Right. I mean, a lot of people think retirement is a moment in time, right? The clapping, the gold watch, the party, friends come over, you get, I don't know, maybe gag gifts or funny retirement cards, right? Remember birthday cards turned into Mother's Day cards and now the card industry has something wow, for graduation and retirement and bar mitzvahs and whatever. You can collect all of those. You can be happy. Everybody claps and Life is fun and you, you, you get the gifts, whatever they might be, and then they leave. And people leave and it's you and you and your spouse. I want to touch on some of my experiences of, of, I don't know, a couple of decades doing this and seeing, telling you what was kind of surprising to me. So when you're young and you're in the financial industry, specifically working in the retirement world, accumulation and, and goal of retirement. You know, part of the challenge is, uh, you know, I've never retired myself and you often don't know anybody that's retired when you're in your 20s or 30s and you don't understand the emotional pressures. You don't understand the, the problems that can come with it. But now after doing this for so long, I want to share with you some of my personal experiences that I've found that I think are pretty fascinating. Number one, the stay-at-home spouse, if the stay-at-home spouse is a, uh, uh, let, let's just say traditionally, right, the, the lady's been at home raised the children, maybe worked part-time, worked full-time, whatever, but she's home for quite some time and has had a routine. Things that she does, she gives you the kiss on the cheek and the proverbial lunch pail, pat your little fanny, out the door you go, close it, and her life begins for the next eight to 10 hours. And now you stay home. Yes, you cramp her style. (laughs) Yes, yes, men, mostly. They have a routine. And in your case, you know, here's what happens. You come home and often because you're used to working so often, so long, long hours, long days, you sit home and you're like, Ooh, I just want to sit down and watch TV for a little bit. All right, that's cool. You can do that. I want to relax for a little bit. No problem. Sit on the porch. Coffee is good. And then you start doing this. Hey, hey, hey. So what are we going to do today? She says, excuse me? Yeah, what are we going to do? Where, where are we going to go? You know, I'm retired now. I've cleaned out the garage and the closets and the three other things. What are we going to do next? 
And she says and looks at you and says, well, I've got things to do. I've got to go shopping. I've got to pick up this and drop off that. I plan on having lunch today with some of my friends, so I guess you can come along, but probably not. And suddenly you start kind of cramping her style. And I think that's what has led. It's one of the things maybe that has led to an entirely new industry of divorce for people that are empty nesters, retired, and are in their 60s and 70s. Yeah. We started seeing that happen to our world. Some of it is the you know, traditional uh, midlife crisis, the man who falls in love with one of his students, right? He's a professor. The, the guy who has been dating uh, you know, the secretary that's 22 years younger, those kinds of things. Okay, you see that. that that's, I guess, has been there since the beginning of time when the caveman was dating the, uh, the cave lady in the front. That didn't go over well with other cave people. Stoning wasn't a thing yet. That didn't happen until Christ. Well, just before that. But. <laughs> so I, I think there's always been a change. There's always been a movement of, quote, the guy falling in love. But now, ladies, we had this recently. She comes home and says, I'm done being married. He said, excuse me, what does that mean? He says, well, I'm leaving. She's like, where are you going? To the store? No, no, uh, I am leaving. So we've been married 26 years. What do you mean you're leaving? Yeah, I just can't do this. And he couldn't figure it out. He's like, we were just getting ready to retire. We we're putting plans together in the next three to four years, starting to, to, to kind of come up with ideas and what that's going to look like. So we do see that as, an, as, as a thing that happens. But what I want to prevent in your life is you thinking that the other person is the same in uh, mental preparation for retirement, in the physical expectations of retirement. It isn't the same. Right? Some of, one of you might be more politically active. If you haven't seen the way Antifa and Black Lives Matter are, are, are interrupting the flow of everyday life, because you didn't stand up for the police, guys. You didn't. Because you don't want to make waves. You don't, do you want to hurt anybody's feelings? So don't hurt anybody's feelings. And meanwhile, these overprivileged, generally white kids that are upper middle class, certainly middle class, with a lot more time than money, somebody feeds them. Somebody puts gas in their car. Somebody pays for their cell phone. I don't know who. Every once in a while, a parent will come in and, and admit that their kid is one of those people. They sent him to Berkeley or to the University of whatever or to Stanford or UCLA. Yes, BYU. There are some in Provo. Take a look around at some of these wacky extremist kids. You understand that the Internet doesn't have any boundaries anymore, guys. The traditionally liberal schools that most people kind of thumb their nose at when it came to the sociology and the women's studies, and we all kind of chuckled at what kind of job are you going to get? Well, that's the breeding ground for subversion. Let's see if I can say it right. Because this revolutionary group Right, It's beginning to impact. And now you're, quote, retired. And what do you think your life is going to be like? Maybe it's activism. Maybe you're the one with time and money. Instead of getting uh, your, your cell phone paid for by your mommy, maybe you're the one that says, listen, I have pension money. I have retirement cash. I actually have the ability 
to pay for my own way. So because of the social media, now now I'll, I'll share something with you. With my law enforcement experience, there are plenty of undercover officers of city, state, federal agencies that have infiltrated these organizations from the top to bottom. But until they have the political will, until governors, until city council people, until uh, city attorneys, U.S. attorneys, district attorneys, until they are behind cracking down on these crazies, they're going to have firearms. They're going to, to hurt people. Do you not think that, that, that someone's going to stand up eventually? I get it. Maybe when you were in the military, you were in the war, or, or you, you had a different physical attributes that may not exist today. But you need to defend your family. And maybe that's the thing you do with your time. I don't know. But I want to share with you, you have to have something to do. Because if you sit around and you start tagging on your, your wife's uh, blouse on the side, hey, so what are we doing next? Hey, 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 hey. I don't want it to lead where we're seeing many, many other relationships lead. Because I think that's a challenge, right? And, and through this process, as you're trying to say where are we going to live and what are we going to do and how are we going to retire and the things that matter, I want you to consider how are we buying, what are we buying when it comes to our next car, maybe our forever house, because those things make the rest of your life less dramatic. You know, a lot of people retire in their 50s or 60s. They run around and say, hey, listen, Eric, I am going to be tearing apart the, the front room or I'm going to be doing some work on the kitchen or the garage or, or remodeling or adding. Okay. Think about this. If you're going to be adding on to that house, that means you're going to be inviting somebody or something to come in and live in the house. Are you okay with having that third person? Maybe it's a grandchild, maybe not. But the dynamics can change a little bit, right? The dynamics can change. I think you need to get involved. I think if you listen to, to Dennis and Larry and many others, they will share with you something very clear. Your life needs to be about getting involved. It needs to be about making a difference. Sometimes you guys will hear, you know, the uh, insurgents at the Capitol, right? Is it not weird? You're allowed to, to take over city councils, state houses, Portland police stations. Literally, the police flee. I can tell you, if I was a police officer in Portland, and, and my buddies have said the same things here in L.A., maybe we were just raised differently in law enforcement. And you told me to abandon the police station, I would be looking for another job at the end of the night because I'm not leaving. And my buddies wouldn't leave. I can tell you that. that well, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Because you, you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings? So when these folks uh, you know, do their protest and then out of what, the 300,000 or 280,000 of them, maybe 1,000 storm the Capitol, if you will. And now you look at footage and they actually were let in. Doors were opened. They didn't kick any door down. They, doors were open. Well, if you spent months watching TV where law enforcement was capitulating to the masses, loud screaming, whatever. 
And this young lady who, who was part of that and ends up getting shot. Remember? Remember she was killed. Yeah. I don't know if you, if you remember that. Ashley Babbitt. There's reports coming out that the officer that shot her was an activist in the Black Lives Matter movement. And yet they're purging the military and law enforcement of what? Oh, anybody who voted for Trump, if you have a MAGA hat. Is that not ridiculous? I think somebody needs to stand up. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's what retirement is all about. Because part of what you need to do is to look and see how is it that you can get three or four or five of your friends will all talk and nobody stands up. It's not going to be the same place. I'd say start educating. Educate your kids, your grandkids. Get into their, get into their lives. Volunteer at their school. Be the math dad or the reading dad. That's what I did when, when I semi-retired when I was young. I went out and said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to volunteer. I'm going to be part of that reading, math, teach the kids kind of a program. Makes it fun. You can get, get involved. All right. So let's talk about this, about the type of car that you want to buy. Before you retire, especially now, rates are still to the bottom. And they're still trying to give away cars in some, some models, some makes. Start focusing on the car that's kind of the rest of your life car. Pretty good gas mileage, four doors, a big enough trunk. Maybe you're going to take care of your parents, your grandparents for walkers, wheelchairs, something where the the hatchback lifts up. It's low enough to the ground. You can lift things up, put things in. You might want the sports car. There was a video. uh, There was a video going around about, uh, I think it was a Lamborghini or Ferrari, one of the the fancy Italian sports cars, <laughs> and this uh, older grandpa is like, finally, I get to buy my car when uh, retirement happens. And the poor guy couldn't get out of the car. He had to like roll out of the car and crawl onto the floor. And you can hear the folks in the background laughing. And, and of course, he was, just, he was just laughing hysterically. That's not what I want for you. I don't want you to say that when the day comes that I'm going to buy the car of my dreams, I can't even get in or out of it because of my hips, knee, back, whatever it might be. So keep that in mind. Right? Part of this story, part of this idea is for you to have the final house that you're going to live in. I like single-story houses. The less work that you have to do. Now, for some of you that are, that are financially okay, you've, you've got the neighborhood you want to live in, you like the house, the church is close by, the kids are close by, the organizations you want to work with are close by, and it's a two-story home. Well, one of the fastest growing industries right now are residential elevators. Yeah, residential elevator. You're going to say, oh, I have to tear down the whole. No, no, no. Much easier than you think, especially if you have a basement or a sub, sub uh, like a tri-level. But even if you don't, it's better than in, in most cases that stair that or that chair that goes along the stairs. It travels at a quarter mile per day or something, however long it takes to get up there. It's not a great, it's not a, a fast moving, let's put it that way. It's not a fast moving organization of your life. But if that's the only way to work, you get to keep that two-story house. I like the elevators because they're quick and, and easy. And I don't know what they, they cost for your home. I have seen them as low as twelve dollars and $15,000 and as high as maybe thirty five dollars or forty. dollars We're not talking about something where you're going to move 
refrigerators up and down and you know 3,000 pounds. It doesn't have to be that much. But something for two or three or four people, easy, up and down. So look at residential elevators. We're seeing that as a way to stay in your home, modify it, and continue the life of retirement that matters to you. Here's another subject that we're starting to see start to come up to play. You've heard me talk about this for a long time. People retiring and leaving where they grew up or where they lived for most of their life, raise their children because of taxes or urban sprawl. Let me tell you, if the police don't stand up in your neighborhood, you need to get involved and talk to somebody. If the police don't get involved and stand up and push back, then you need to have a conversation, show up to the meetings, city council meetings, give them the encouragement that they need to stand up for what's right. Because if not, they are going to push good people further and further away from the cities and into more of, a, of an aggressive or certainly more of a, an extremist point of view. And if you and your family aren't going to stand up and support law enforcement, support the politicians that stand up for what's right, then why should they? Right? I mean, listen, when you start taking away from law enforcement their personal stuff and they get to tell you, hey, guys, so, so wait a second. I've got an idea. You're telling me I can work a lot or a little and you're going to pay me the same. Yep. Okay, so, so let me ask you. So if I show up to the scene to help a stranger and I go just a little bit faster and I get there a little bit earlier, but I make a mistake or something goes wrong, you're going to take away everything I've worked for my entire life. Or you guys, let's face it. Policemen are human beings. Officers are not somebody who says, oh, I can't wait to to be racist today. I've never met somebody like that. And when it comes to pulling people over, most of the time we don't even know who's in the car. You see two heads maybe or one. You don't even know if they're male or female, let alone what race they are. No, you stopped me because I'm black. Dude, I don't even know who you are. You could be anybody. You could be a, an old grandmother. Uh, I mean, I don't know who you are. I, I, that's when I walk up on you. So be careful when you think about the same officers that you want to help you and to be there a little faster and to, to stand up a little stronger. When you start taking things away from them, they will be there a little slower. There were two types of police work in the United States. I'll be clear on this. There was basically West Coast and East Coast. Now, some agencies on the West Coast adopted the East Coast ideas and vice versa. I'll give you a good example. New York City is basically the creator of East Coast. Heavy officers everywhere, walking, beats. But mostly if you needed them, you called them. They rolled from the police station or the headquarters or the substations and went to help you. When the call was over, they went back. San Francisco had that philosophy. They don't now. Now they don't even have any philosophy. Chief Scott, an old classmate of mine, has his hands tied and is uh, you know, presiding over a ship that's going down because he doesn't have the courage. Sorry. Sorry. No courage. Stand up. But 
Los Angeles, LAPD created the, the West Coast idea, and you had some agencies like Miami and some others on the, on the uh, West Coast that had officers mobile in automobiles, driving, driving. Think of it like sharks, right? Their job is to patrol the waters, constantly moving. So we used to make a joke about it. If you were in New York, <clears throat> 2 o'clock in the morning, somebody's walking down the street with a TV, dressed in all black, and you say, hey, partner. Did we get a call about somebody missing a TV? He says, nope. And the guy just keeps on walking. In Los Angeles, 2 o'clock in the morning, somebody's walking down with the television. It's, it's, he's dressed all black. And you look at him and you say, we need to talk to that guy. See what happens. So there's a curiousness that happens in West Coast philosophy. It's the reason that you could have six or 7,000 officers Patrol a city with millions of people. And reality, in the Los Angeles area, we had maybe 200 officers at, at in many points that would patrol an area called the San Fernando Valley. Maybe there were 200 on the streets on a good day. And what was there, 2 million people there? Million and a half? Million and a quarter? Because they were proactive they were getting involved. They cared about you. All for thirty-five dollars or $40,000 a, a year is what we would make. And now, maybe they, certainly they make more. Yeah, this is 30 years ago I'm talking about. So yeah, of course they make more. But there aren't that many more police officers on the street. Absolutely not. And yes, there are more people that live there. Absolutely. And yes, the crime has gone through the roof. But when you take a look at the cities like Salt Lake and Denver... Colorado Springs, wholesome, decent cities that are now overrun with drug addicts and homelessness. You guys want to see what the rest of the country is going to be like? No problem. Just take a look at California. You want to see what the rest of the country is going to look like? Look at Los Angeles and San Francisco. These same clowns that created the philosophy, the Pelosi's and the Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris, Diane Feinstein, the same people, they're now running the show in the, in the country. Do we think they cheated? Absolutely they cheated. Anybody knows that, right? <clears throat> Even the left media, they used to say, there's no evidence of cheating. And then, oh, wait, we found evidence. There's no evidence of widespread cheating. And then they found widespread cheating. There's no evidence of widespread cheating that affected the election. Okay, well, that requires an investigation. I'm with you about that. There's evidence of widespread cheating. Did it affect the election? Now you get into the area of, you know, opinion. I have mine. You have yours. But the facts of widespread cheating, of course, that occurred. There's video evidence. There's people. So if you don't get involved and register people to vote, if you don't get involved and work at the precincts when you're retired, when you have the money to do it, you have the lifestyle to do it. You have the wisdom to get involved. Everybody wants to sit in a corner and curl up in the, with a cup of hot cocoa or coffee or, or tea and sit in, in by the fireplace. Watch a television show. Everybody wants to do that. But your life has run its course, ma'am or sir. And it's brought you to right where it is. And at this moment in history, you're retired or about to be retired maybe this is the time you get up off your keister and do something. 
because your grandchildren look in their eyes and say, you know what, I, I, I just really wanted to fish. I mean, uh, I understood I could have got involved. I have some uh, leadership potential. Uh, I, I'm a great organizer in my career. My past, I, I'm good at what I did. But really now, it's about fishing. So I get it. Cute little 12-year-old boy or girl and, and, and sweet and innocent. And, but, you know, I just don't have time. I'm not saying it's a new full-time job. I'm saying you have to get involved. Take care of yourself. Have the right car. Right, So you don't need a new car. You don't have to go to work to buy a car. Right, We have a car. Make sure your home is established and decent and you can age well there, the community you want to live in. But now your time. Instead of merging your time with the stay-at-home spouse's time and grabbing you know, the, the, the shirt tail, what are we doing next? Stay active. Get involved. It might be Christian charities. It might be organizations. But you better get involved. We'll be back in just a minute. I'm Eric Hallaby, the Total Financial Hour. Stay with me. Triple eight ninety nine retire. That's eight 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 nine nine seven three eight four seven. I'll be right back. Total Financial Hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Hallaby. Learn about financial power. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for staying with me as we continue with this hour of the program. Hey, listen, I wanted to get in a couple of things as... Uh, Changes are coming. If you haven't seen the tax world, they have created, they being mostly the Democrats, of course, uh, some of the swamp Republicans are definitely involved in this story, (coughs) Cheney. Uh, And you just don't know if those swamp Republicans continue to try to undermine the values of the working class person, including raising taxes. Do you realize the only way the left can win an argument is by separating us into classes, whether it's categories of your race? You know, they tried that forever. You, you realize it, was the, it is the left. It is the Democrat Party. And now manifested by the progressives that are creating uh, segregation. It is not conservatives or this... The, the, every around every corner is the KKK. The, these men in white hoods, and you go, wait a second. So you guys are wearing black hoods. Is there what's the difference here? You guys want segregation. The KKK wants segregation. You want blacks to be considered not that bright, so uh, because they can't figure out how to get their own ID or driver's license. Are you kidding me? Is that not more racist and discriminatory? Thinking somebody is is not bright because of the color of their skin or that they're supposed to vote a particular way because of the color of their skin. So they have to keep you separate because the moment you guys start talking back and forth, you realize how much more you have in common. So they have to say, hey, do you know they really hate you? It's that lady at the party. She's across the room. You know what Susie said about you? She doesn't like you. Hey, Susie, you know what Mary said about you? Oh, she doesn't like you. 
And before you know it, Susie and Mary are sitting there hating each other, glaring across the party. And, and, and uh, you know, Peggy's in the corner getting power and control because she's the one who delivered the message. She is the influencer. And that's the same thing as the, the progressive Democrats. Listen, I, I've told you, I've, I used to be one, not a progressive, but a Democrat coming out of college. Right. The old story is uh, if you're in your 20s and you're not a Democrat, you don't have a heart. If you're in your 30s and you're not a conservative, you don't have a brain. Right. Once you get a couple of paychecks, you see the math, you carry the one, you divide by and you go, huh, how did that happen? Wait a second. Who's FICA and why is he getting all of my money? I think you have to realize that the system that the Democrats have set up is to keep you in, in pens, in corners. Don't associate with them. Don't be like them. And they are trying to hurt you. And it begs the question of who has the power at the end of the story. You see, you used to think it's the rich against the poor because that was a story they told forever. And now when you have these billionaires... And millionaires, I I don't care how much money they have. It's their own business. There's no such thing as how much money do you need? As soon as you say that, smack yourself in the head. You can use your weak hand at first. But as soon as you, how much money do they need? What does need? What does that mean? What are you, the king, king maker of, I am the decider of who gets what and who needs what? You give me somebody in the jungles of the Philippines or the Amazon, or, or, or certain countries in Africa. And they're going to think, how many shoes do you need? How many shirts do you need? Uh, uh, how much money? You have 10000 or more in your savings account. How much do you need? You want them to be the judge on your need? Then why are you the judge on somebody else's need? Well, Eric, it's totally different when you have $100 billion. So What? As they say, mind your own business. You shouldn't be worried about what, oh, well, he he can influence. Okay, now we're talking. He can cancel. Yep, I'm with you. But you focus on the money. I focus on the actions. You focus on the money of of, uh, who needs and has. and He has 17 cars. Who needs that many cars? No, 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 no. Now you're getting down your socialist little corner. I don't, it doesn't matter to me how much, how many cars are, shoes or shirts or dollars this person has. What do you do with it? I care about the actions. God's job is the soul. Their own job is their own money and managing their own finances. And I'm concerned about your actions. Not your feelings. That's not my job. Can you imagine? Oh, wait, it's what's happening now. Everybody's running around worried about everybody else's feelings. Oh, your feelings. I'm sorry if I offended you about offending you. And I'm thinking about feeling about thinking about offending you. So I better not offend you the way that I'm thinking about it. So I need to apologize. You guys want to live like that? Listen, I think you're going to play nice because most of you are nice people. Most of us are nice people. We play nice. But eventually, it's like uh, the, the pressure cooker or the pot. It starts to boil, starts to boil. 
You get picked on. You get called all sorts of names, even those that aren't true. I had a friend that was a a Jewish uh, guy. His name was not Jewish, but he was Jewish. And he was married to a black lady. And he was a police officer. And he would be called all sorts of, you hate Jews and you hate black people. He's like, you guys are so, because I'm wearing a uniform. Judge me by my actions. Are my actions that way? He always thought that was hilarious. But this is going back decades now when it might have been funny because it was just such a small group of wacky people called college students or educated, quote, college students. And today it's not that way anymore, is it? Today, what is it? It's it's the mainstream. So the Warren Buffett, the Bill Gates, the Jeff Bezos, the billionaire group. Yeah, okay, now we have a problem with them. But their actions, that's what I have a problem with. So what are they doing? They're going to start going after your money. Because you realize that to fix the system so that everybody pays taxes, all you have to do is say everybody pays 5%. That's it. It's done. We're going to cut every department so the next five people that retire out of every city or county or state department, we don't replace. Maybe. Maybe it's four. Maybe it's 10. Maybe it's a dollar figure. But the mismanagement of state organizations, the corruptness, yes, I said it, the overpaying, look, if you're an individual then I want you to make a lot of money. I like you. If you're a client, yeah, I want you to do well. But you know, if nobody's looking and there's no microphone and it's just you, you know how hard the your coworkers don't work. You know how much you guys are, quote, overpaid. It's, it's hard, right? Oh, teachers and policemen and firemen. Listen, I'm going to tell you, if you went across the board and you cut police uh, pay by by 10%, Most of them are still going to be police officers because you don't do it for the money. You did it because you wanted to serve. I didn't even know what we got paid until my first paycheck. I was like, oh, yeah, check that out. Wow, you're going to pay me this much to do this. Oh, that's cool. I'll take it. Firefighters cut their pay by 10%. I promise you they will still be to work tomorrow because they have a really cool job. They're firefighters. And yes, dare I say it, teachers. Now, maybe not the small town Indian reservation. No. A lot of those people are paid very, very little. But you take any big city where you're an educator and you work eight and a half months out of the year. Yeah, eight and a half months out of the year. And you pay them 60, 70, 80, 100 plus thousand dollars. You don't get two and a half months vacation a year. You don't get your medical paid for. A pension. But they threaten and intimidate you. Like the teachers union, you know, go back and watch recently. There was an amazing uh, debate, if you will, with the teachers union and and some newscasters. She couldn't, uh, the leader of the teachers union, she couldn't get out of her own way. She's not a bad person. Her job is to defend teachers, not kids. They couldn't care less about kids. Kids are a tool. It's like if I'm a representative for the NASCAR drivers. Do I care about cars? Yeah, a little bit, but I'm the driver. I represent the drivers of NASCAR. The cars are a tool. 
you cared about the children, you would care about the suicides, the opioid addiction, the, the physical and sexual abuse that's taking place. Not the point zero 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 one percent of somebody getting sick and dying and crazy. You're going to have to stand up. Somebody's going to have to fight. It has to be you. Because you have money. They can't cancel you. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry if I'm that blunt. But somebody has to stand up, guys. You retire early. Maybe you decide the rest of your life is about making a difference in something other than mechanical engineering. Or I'm going to be in, you know, I work in sales in the little plastic caps that go on the water bottles. Very necessary jobs, all of them, to keep society rolling. Got it. Maybe in your life you say, those jobs are amazing, but I'm meant to do something else. Right? Once I couldn't be a policeman anymore, it was, it was hard. I don't know if depression was the right word, but certainly a funk, right? Where you look in the mirror and you go, that's it. I, all I want to do is to help people. And in the middle of my recovery with all my back surgeries and I'm in a walker and you know, braces like you wouldn't believe around my back and knees, then I got scammed. I was like, wait a second. These people knew you carried a gun. I was a pretty smart guy, but I was in and out of surgeries over the course of months. And I got ripped off. So I said, okay, there's my mission in life. I can't physically stand in front of people and, and stop the bad guys anymore. Now, today I'm, of course, way, way, way better. But, but at that point, but I can mentally. I'm still menti- mentally sharp. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to figure it out. So maybe that's, maybe that's your turning point, right? God had to say, listen, Eric, I need you for something else. You're like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I like what I do. I'm good. He says, no, 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 you're not. So when a car accident happens, he says, here, this is how I'm going to use it. So you have to make a decision. I don't want you making a mistake that's going to cost you money. So we need to follow certain sets of rules. All right, here's another set of rules, but let me give you the phone number. 888-99-RETIRE, 888-99-RETIRE. Works all over. 888-997-3847. And I want to be clear on something, you guys. You meet with me. There isn't, you know, a group of agents of 27, you know, agents on call waiting for your call now. No, I have a couple of great staff people. They answer the phones. Well, I got everybody I have is a great staff person, but we have a couple that who's dedicated to answering phones. And it's real busy, so we opened a line just for you. You're available. It's here. We get a lot of calls, so please be patient. But we've added an extra line just to make it happen. What are some of the taxes that I'm worried about? What are some of the concerns? This required minimum distribution, even though it's been over a year now, we're still finding it, guys that you have to understand how these rules work because I don't want you to make a mistake. When you hit age 72, when you turn age 72, in that year, you have to begin withdrawing money from your deferred retirement accounts. Money that you have not paid taxes on, that was allowed to grow, that money, the IRS says we've been waiting long enough. You need to start withdrawing at a small level, but eventually they increase it every single year and you have to begin withdrawing money from these accounts. But Arif, what if I don't need it? Tough. 
You got to take it out. But Arif, what if my kids are fine and I just wanted to leave it for my wife? Nope. You have to take it out. Arif, I'm a widow and I don't need it right now, but eventually I might, maybe for my care, long-term care later on, because I'm still working part-time. Doesn't matter. There is a strategy to be able to defer it even past age 72. If that matters to you, then give us a call. It's too lengthy to to explain it here on on the air, but... If you're saying, Eric, I'm still working, I don't need the money, I want to be able to have a, a way to pass this and, and to carry it on, there are some things that you might be able to do. But make sure that we start taking money out the year that you turn age 72, because if you don't, there is a tax penalty. Yes, there is. What is it? Five zero fifty percent That means whatever you are supposed to take out and you didn't, there is a 50% penalty. <laughs> yeah. That means if you were supposed to take out $10,000, they will fine you 5000 But remember, the 10000 is taxable. So let's say you altogether 30%, state and federal. Depending on where you are, that's another $3,000. Plus the five that you didn't take out. Oh, by the way, There is something called penalties, fees, fines, and interest. Now, in your world, you would say, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, same thing. I go, no, no, no. That 50% penalty is a penalty. The fines, interest, and fees are an addition. So right now, we're at about 80%. So you were supposed to withdraw 5,000, sorry, sorry, 10,000, and you have a $5,000 penalty, a $3,000 tax, some other penalties and interest and, and uh, fine, you're probably somewhere around 90% or more of what you were supposed to withdraw that you did not withdraw. So please, if you are 72 years old or older this year, you have to begin taking money out of your retirement account. Now, that's before December 31st, so you have time. And it's a number, it's based on, a, it's a formula based on what your balances were in these accounts Last year, the previous year, December 31st, there is a formula based on that number. Difficult to do this without my fancy whiteboard. I feel like Carl Rove, except I think he's a bit of a traitor. But besides that, I like whiteboards. So how do we make sure that you don't make a mistake on this? Well, you can set these up automatically. Simple. You set it up on an automatic payment. The challenge is this. The Biden administration and the progressives alike, and, and he's, he's nothing. He's just an empty suit of a guy. I feel bad for him. I mean, he still is held responsible for his dumb decisions. But I think other people are pulling the string, whether it's President Obama, whether it's Susan Rice, Kamala Harris. I think there's, a, there's a, two factions in the White House right now that are pushing and pulling. She's just waiting to come into the White House and to, to take over his role. And then she will probably expel all of the Biden people and for sure all of the Obama people. That's the word we're getting. But right now, that's why you don't see her. She's just sitting in the corner waiting, 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 not really doing anything, not impacting the world, not making a difference, just absorbing like she did in the Senate. 
existing and collecting her paycheck. Because, you know, she's not donating her paycheck like President Trump did. Certainly Biden isn't. And that man is is a multimillionaire. But that's just a character thing. And we didn't, you know, we don't care about character, right? So what happens if you have several retirement accounts? Well, the Biden administration is going to be raising taxes. That's their deal. Their deal is to say we're going to go get those people. Remember, everybody thinks everybody else is rich. If you drive a nicer car, you live in that neighborhood versus this neighborhood, you have this kind of watch or purse, you must be the rich and I am middle class. All of you think you're middle class. We have a client that has over 11 or $12 million. He calls himself middle class. We have people that have thirty dollars or $40,000 accounts with us, and they call themselves middle class. Everybody's a middle class. So when the politicians come along and say, we're going to tax the rich, everybody goes, yeah. Yeah, you go get those people. Absolutely. They're over there. Psst. He's over there behind the red car. That's where, yeah, yeah, no, left, left, right, there, that guy, get him. <laughs> and then you guys turn around and you look at your tax bill. And they, they add 16 more pages to the uh, tax filing forms. And they carry the one and divide by and they have formulas with stars and, and multiplication and percentages. And you go, what the heck just happened? And in the end, you care about how much did I make and what did I pay in taxes? And you look at that and say, what the heck just happened? Must be a mistake. And for those of you on the left, it's Trump's fault. Because I love it. They're still blaming Trump. Nobody says anything about the vaccine rollout and him cutting the, the red tape that the FDA has been known for for decades and getting a vaccine to roll out in no time. Cooperating with companies to bring manufacturing back to this this country. Creating Middle East peace that has never happened in 2,000 years. And for some of you college grads, that's before we became a country. <laughs> yeah, but don't worry. Psst. I know Biden, you know, with the the recent wars and skirmishes in the Middle East and, and you know, the people bombing Israel. Yeah, you know, listen, that's just uh, that's Trump's fault. Gas prices up through, you know, five bucks. A g- oh, yeah, Trump's fault. That's why I'm saying you guys are the ones that have to stand up. What happens if you have several retirement accounts? They lump them all together. That's right. They put them all together. It's a combined balance. And since you don't have to take from any one, for example, you can take from one to satisfy all of them. You can lump them all together. Now, there's one exception or two exceptions. 401k accounts, which are from your for-profit employer. And if you're a school teacher, work for a nonprofit, hospital, or research facility, yours is called a 403B. So if you have a 403B or a 401K, those have to be assessed separately. Otherwise, you throw all of your IRAs in one bucket, metaphorically speaking, do the calculations, and that'll tell you what you have to take out. If you're not sure, just call us, 888-99-RETIRE. If you call me, I can help. I'll put this all together for you. 888-997-3847. 997-3847. We work with your CPAs, with your tax preparers, 
We say, all right, here's the numbers. Here's what we're working off of. They give us the formula. We have it as well, but we always want their opinion on it. That's their job. That's their expertise. They work through that with us, and they say, here's the number that that you have to take out. And listen, just because it's age 72, but it doesn't end there. It's 73, 74, 75. It continues. And as it continues, the number gets higher. So eventually, you're pulling out 7 or 8 or 10% each year of that account. So there are strategies to get these dollars taxed under a lower bracket. There are strategies to move it over into tax-free transfer of wealth to your children or grandchildren or to give you a tax-free component so that you can have it for long-term care. So there are some things you can do You're not just sitting there on a ship that's kind of bobbing in the ocean and wherever the wind and waves take you. That's not the case. There are things you can do. If we can help or maybe be part of your team, it's my pleasure. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. And as I mentioned earlier, you meet with me, guys. I know that for a lot of people, you know, there's there's a team of a bullpen of a bunch of people. We have... Eight really good employees, solid, love them. Many of them are licensed, but their job is to handle our back office. Their job is to make sure to coordinate. And frankly, they have one of the hardest jobs. It's to make me look good and things to make it so that I run smooth. And they're great people. Whenever you call, you'll talk to them. Sometimes me, sometimes if we're busy and the phone rings, I just answer it. So it's funny when people say, are you here? I'm like, yeah, why are you answering your own phones? So, well, because the other four lines are ringing and they're all busy. And so if I have to uh, hire more people or bring on an extra phone line, we do it. It's not a problem. You let me know. We have uh, places close enough to where you live. You can actually come by our office. Even if you want to do the Zoom or the FaceTime, right? I guess it's Microsoft Teams. We have one of those computers, too, to make that work. Anything I can do to help, it's my pleasure, guys. Phone call, of course, as well. Our number is 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. Thanks for being part of the show. I'm here every week at this time. Any questions, please give us a call. Have a wonderful day. Total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halab.